The Branded Podcast with Robbie Fowler, Episode 62, The OGs of the Modern Personal Branding Movement. Warning, it's not who you think. Too many personal brands are stuck pitching to everybody, getting heard by nobody, and settling for anybody. This show helps high-integrity brands secure and serve the socks off more of your dream clients. We'll go beyond marketing hacks and discover how to grow a thriving personal brand business based on radical empathy for your clients. Welcome to this episode of the Brand Ed Podcast, and today we're going to meet the OGs of the modern personal brand space. These are the original gangsters that in many ways have pioneered what is now considered a standard operating procedure in our personal brand space. Now, these personal brands, they're dynamic leaders and they've grown from nothing and built something really legendary. They've had the kind of success most of us would dream about, and they've had mega downloads of their podcast. They've grown big audiences. They've been on big stages. They've got books. They've had appearances. If you scroll through their social media, you'll see how their personal brand has taken them numerous places. Many of those places would make our own bucket lists. They get access to cool food. They're at the hip bars. They get to wear the dope shoes and they've got an amazing network that's filled out with other A-listers like themselves. They've attained so much of what we and the personal brand space are after. Now, before I introduce you to these OGs of personal brands, some of you will know them and ironically not know that you actually already know them. Some of you have been tremendously helped by them, and some of you, however, have been deeply harmed and hurt by them. So are you ready to meet the OGs of the modern personal brand? Well, here they are. The OGs of the modern personal brand are celebrity pastors. Celebrity pastors. So as we wrap up the seven deadly dangers of building a personal brand series, we're going to ask, now, why are celebrity pastors so effective and so dangerous and so damaging? And how do they compare to the current personal brand movement that is really taking off right now? And then we're going to ask, well, what do we in the personal brand space need to be aware of so that we don't repeat the sins of the past. Now, I'm going to be saving danger number seven to the end of this episode. So I'll reveal that at the end of the episode. But to start with, I want us to think for a second to compare and contrast a little bit the the role of the celebrity pastor and how does that compare to the personal branding space? Many of us would think that they perhaps are unrelated or totally unrelated, but think about it for a second. Celebrity pastors attain that kind of status based on having a high level of charisma. These are very charismatic leaders. They're attractional. They have a unique ability to really draw a crowd and they create buy-in and loyalty. And in many ways, they then position themselves as the mediators of heaven. 
that being the mediators of what their audience is after. So I had a listener of the podcast recently reach out and this person said, hey, I'm listening to your seven dangers of building a personal brand series. And I'm also listening to another podcast and the two are very much parallel podcasts. So I reached back out to this listener and said, well, congratulations, because this listener connected the dots. So the podcast this listener is listening to, maybe you have heard of it. If not, I highly recommend you go check it out. It's called The Rise and Fall of Mars Hill. It's being put out by Christianity Today, and it's still ongoing as of this episode being recorded. And it really is the impetus for this whole series. Now, I want to share a quote that's actually from the Rise and Fall of Mars Hill podcast, but I slightly edited this quote and I've used it on a couple of episodes of this series. So here's the quote. And this time I'm going to state it in its original form. Quote, today, it's not uncommon to find pastors with a kind of personal brand. You see them on YouTube or Instagram wearing expensive sneakers, hanging out with celebrities, taking selfies at hip bars and restaurants. There are whole social media channels like preachers and sneakers devoted to pointing this stuff out. But when Morris Hill started 25 years ago, things were very, very different. So that's a quote about celebrity pastors really with the birth of coming out of, in many ways, Mars Hill. If you're not familiar with that, again, go check out the podcast. It is an excellent resource for you. So the first thing I want us to to ask is, how does this happen? Why, Why are celebrity pastors and personal brands so effective? What is it about a personal brand that makes it so effective And then I want us to ask, and what patterns do we need to be wary of because they can be dangerous and they've proven damaging? Well, how does this happen? One of the primary ways this happens, particularly now that you can think with me the way I've been thinking all along in this series, and that the OGs of personal branding are these celebrity pastors. And what you find is that they do a fantastic job. Of, of sharing with regularity a very clear, what might be called a founder story, an origin story about their own calling and their own ministry. And as they share this story time and time again, they, they refine it. This becomes part of the brand and it really is what gives them authority and it dangles out there in front of folks aspiration. But here is what we need to remember is that when we share a founder's story, what we can forget is because we're told to do this, like this is part of your personal brand. It's what makes it personal. It's your story. But when we share that founder's story, what we are really saying, whether we know it or not, we're saying this is how I think the world works. That's what's underneath our founder story. So if I share a founder story where I say I grew up in a blue collar home and I was the first in my family to go to college and I was used to hard work. I was used to growing up in a tough neighborhood. I got my first 
job working in construction after college. And eventually I broke free and fought my way free of that and created my own personal brand. And now today that brings me here. If that was my founder story as a personal brand, I am essentially saying to do this, you've got to outwork everyone else. That's how I got here. That's why I'm successful. And that's how I think the world works. So we need to be aware that when we're telling a founder story, we're saying this is how I think the world works. Now, here is a quote from the Rise and Fall of Mars Hill podcast. It's in, in relation to some of these celebrity pastors and how they get really good at sharing that founder story or the founder's myth. Here's the quote. The stakes are so much higher and the claims are so much more significant because the people who come to you are struggling and suffering. That's why this founder's story in the hands of a celebrity pastor becomes so powerful because the stakes are really high and the claims are really, really bold and significant. And then that's further heightened because the people that are listening, the reason they're there listening is they are struggling or they are suffering. That, that's the unique combination of what happens between a really good charismatic celebrity pastor, personal brand pastor. And it's very similar in the personal brand space. Here's how it works in the personal brand space. We share our founder story. It really gives us the claim of authority and that authority gets elevated the more successful I become. And I get more successful by being really good at highlighting my customer's current circumstances and really drawing out the pain that my customers are having. And when a personal brand gets really, really good at sharing that story and they're a charismatic leader, what can happen is we can actually start to manufacture struggle and pain in our audience or in our customer. We can, in effect, we can heighten it. We can push it. We can even manipulate it. So we take someone who's struggling and we get really good at pressing in on that pain and we can actually manipulate it and make it more than what it originally is. So what happens is people get caught up in the whirlwind of the strength of personality of a, per, of a good personal brand leader and the ideological certainty that comes when you're a successful personal brand and you're out there sharing this refined founder story over and over again. In the rise and fall of Mars Hill, they talk about it being a founder story that over time gets edited, it gets trimmed down, it gets tightened, it gets polished. That's what a good storyteller does. And then it begins to take on a mythology all of its own. And the another quote from the podcast about the founder story is, here's the quote, the story we tell Think about a personal brand and you telling your origin story, your founder story, how you how you got into the personal brand space. The story we tell is about making sense of where we are now. It's not actually about how we got here. And that's because it's less compelling to talk about stumbling our way into this personal brand than it is to create a well-crafted, super tight, compelling founder story turned founders myth. The reality can be for some of us in the personal brand space, we did feel our way into this. Some of us may have gotten here 
because of life circumstances. You're going to have a founder story, but the temptation is, in hindsight, turn back around, refine it, make it this beautiful, polished thing that makes me look like a giant hero that I've figured all this out. And then I go spin the tail and say, and this is what you need to do. This is the linear, streamlined uh, approach I took that got me to the top of the mountain. And it's what can get you to the top of the mountain. Buy my course, join my membership program. You see that over and over again in our space. So how does this happen? What can we learn from these celebrity pastors? What makes them so effective? One is the power of that founder story. It is where we create authority and use aspiration. And those are wonderful things, but they can become dangerous things when they're in the hand of a very charismatic leader. And like we've started to see throughout this series, a charismatic leader who lacks the character to support that. The second thing we ask at the beginning of this episode is how do celebrity pastors compare to the current personal brand movement? And we talked about that briefly. I won't go into major detail, but you could easily take a piece of paper draw a line down the middle, put celebrity pastor on the left and put personal brand on the right. Make a list of what they're doing and you'll see all kinds of similarities like drawing a crowd. Both of us want to draw a crowd and we do that primarily through charisma and by sharing our story. Both of us want to build a following. Both of us want downloads on our podcast. We want a loyal, faithful audience. On and on down the list it goes. It is remarkably similar. That's why I said, I think in many ways, the current personal brand movement, the OGs of this are the celebrity pastor. We've just removed some of the religious context. But the playbook that we're running, in many ways, they are the forerunners of what we're trying to do and what we're being told to do in this space. So that brings us to deadly danger number seven, the last in this series. And deadly danger number seven is this. Personal brands inherently possess more raw potential power than a traditional brand. And power in the wrong hands is deadly. Personal brands have more raw potential power than a traditional brand. Now, you might at first go, I don't think that's true. Surely Apple as a brand, Google, Nike, some of these ginormous brands out there, surely they've got more power. Well, they have more monetary value than a personal brand is going to have because they're huge. Correct. But here's what I want you to think about. At the end of the day, if you love Apple, you're an Apple person and you love the brand, you will rarely hear somebody actually express gratitude for Apple. No one thanks a brand. People thank people. So I know in my own personal brand space, it is very common. If you're working with a personal brand, you've hired a consultant or a coach, and they make an impact in your business or on your life, it is very common to say, I'm so grateful that I met so-and-so, personal brand. They've made such a huge impact on my business, on my practice, in my speaking, in my life. No one thanks Google or Nike or Apple that way. 
people think people and personal brands, because they're driven by a person, they have this potential to actually receive that kind of gratitude real statements of real gratitude from one person to another that boils down to you made such a big difference in my life. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So personal brands possess this raw potential power that's even more impactful than a traditional brand. What you'll also see in our personal brand space that's shifted in the last 20 or so years is that personal brands are often playing the part that in the past 20, 30, 40 years ago were really in the hands of the therapist, the priest or the prophet. And now much of that has shifted and it's in the it's in the hands of the business consultant, of the personal brand consultant. So we're in a very important role, many of us. Again, most of us are unaware of the power that we're wielding around. We just want to start a personal brand business. But in the personal brand space, when you combine the business angle, so personal brands typically are dealing in the realm of business. That would be different than celebrity pastor who's dealing in the area of faith and spirituality. We'd say we're yes, we're over here in the real world, in the world of business. So when you combine this business angle that a personal brand operates in and you combine that with a very consumer based culture that we currently live in. Personal brands are often put into a unique position to then go offer to that very consumeristic culture the life that they dream of. And the way we offer that is through this one vehicle. And the vehicle is me, the personal brand. Trust me to get you there. And that becomes a very dangerous place to play. We're a personal brand that operates in a space that's not really contested. The church space, religious space, spiritual space, highly contested in our modern day culture. The business consumer space, nobody's really contesting that. There's not tons of talk about it being dangerous. So in a consumer based culture where very seldom do alarms go off, personal brands are put in this unique position to offer to a consumer culture the life they dream of. They're not looking for it somewhere else like they might have in the past. So we'll be the one that offers you a life of freedom or you can go work wherever you want to work. That's what begins to get offered. And we become the vehicle that gets them there. That used to be the role of a therapist or a prophet or a priest. They would advise the inner world, but we would keep them out of the business world. And a personal brand in many spaces, if you just look online, you see it all over the place. The personal brand is playing in now both places. We're talking about those inner longings and inner needs and mindset and you can be what you want to be. And we're talking business. So that's very powerful. It's, it's got a lot of raw power as a personal brand. And with that much power, power in the wrong hands is deadly. So let's wrap this episode and really this series up just by asking a few questions as we close today. The first question is, if celebrity pastors are the OGs of personal brands, and we have unfortunately seen how so many of those have played out and it looked great and it has left a wake of harm and damage and pain. 
So we said one of the things that makes those celebrity pastors so effective is a charismatic leader sharing a very powerful founder story that ultimately says, hey, by the way, this is how I think the world works. So a, a question we need to be asking is what what stories are moving us and what stories are we telling as personal brands? We need to pay attention to our stories because we are saying this is how I think the world works. So let's make sure that we actually think that that's the way the world works. So connect the dots between your story. And is this really the way you think the world works? If you're out there sh- uh, selling a story that you should quit your day job and go build a personal brand, you need to ask yourself, is that how the world works? And you might go, well, not for everybody. OK, well, then make sure you include that in your story. Don't just leave that part out. Another thing for us to reflect on, we crave certainty about the future. All of us do. And particularly our future. And because of that craving, we will lean into stories and we will lean into leaders, personal brand leaders who with confidence and charisma, they can convince us and we believe that they're going to lead us to that certain future. So we need to think through again, how are we handling that founder story with care? Because really it's that story where we're demonstrating with confidence and charisma that we can give folks certainty about their future. This is the way mine worked. And if you'll follow my steps, if you'll do my thing, this could be your future. We need to handle that with care. So how are you doing? How am I doing? Another question to think on through this series is why are we so easily blinded by success? That's a tough one because success and personal brands, it can keep you and I from noticing the negative impact of our work or the flaws in the current personal brand culture. We just ignore them. So we need to be aware that success can blind us to the fact that there are probably some warts and some flaws in this whole personal brand culture that that we're easily missing. Last two, many of these seven deadly dangers, they're not hiding somewhere. In fact, they've already been revealed in celebrity pastors as personal brands. And what has been revealed is not all pretty. There's, like I said, remarkable good and remarkable damage that's come out of the OGs of personal branding. So are we paying enough attention to the sins of those who have gone before us? Last point of reflection, the unveiling of their story, the OGs of the modern personal brand, these celebrity pastors. It's not an opportunity for us to look and just cast stones. They're really a gift and a warning to those of us who are building personal brands. It's your opportunity and my opportunity to ask what in the world created this and then go look in the mirror. Thanks for joining me for today's episode and tracking with me along this series, The Seven Deadly Dangers of Building a Personal Brand Movement. I want to mention a training opportunity coming up Wednesday, October 6th. It's going to help you get clarity on the personal brand business that you actually want to build. It's Wednesday, October 6th. That's 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time. This is going to be a live interactive Zoom training. This is a Zoom call. This is not a one-sided 
webinar. So we're all going to be doing this together. Make sure you grab your spot because it's a call. Space is very limited. This is part two in some live training that I am offering, and I would love to have you join me. You can just go to RobbieF.com forward slash clarity. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Get signed up. I'd love to see you there. Also, I'll put a link to the Rise and Fall of Mars Hill podcast that this whole series is based on. I would highly recommend that you go check that out, even if that's not your world. Just listen through the ears of building a personal brand because these guys are the OGs of the modern personal brand. Lastly, I would love your help getting the word out about this podcast. You can do that by leaving a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts. Several of you have done that, and I really appreciate that. That helps get this out into the hands of more folks. Until next time, go and build a life-giving brand. Life-giving brand.